welcome to Making Sense of Movies. I'm Elena. I'm Claire. And welcome to the podcast. If I sound a little congested, I'm just getting over a cold, so please forgive my audio. But today we are here discussing our reactions to the Oscar nominations, as well as our predictions for who we think will win. Um, so we're going to start, you know, get right in. So we're going to start with Best Picture. So the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Of these movies, I have yet to see Triangle of Sadness, Tar, and um, All Quiet on the Western Front. And then I tried watching Elvis and could not get through 20 minutes, so <laughs> I gave up. But I've seen, I've seen fully all the other ones. Mm-hmm. What about you, Claire? I, the last one I had to see was, um, or the, actually the last two, Women Talking and All Quiet on the Western Front. So now I have seen all of the uh, Best Picture nominees. Yes, since I think mm-hmm. our, our last podcast talking about top, mm-hmm. um, our top five movies of 2022, I had not seen Women Talking or Banshees or Everything Ever All at Once. So I saw mm-hmm. those three in the interim here. Um, so... What do we think about this lineup? I, I'm interested to think, do you agree with all these movies being nominated? Disagree? I'm conflicted because there's a lot of the movies on this list that I really enjoyed. However, there's a most of the movies, there's one or two things where I'm like, oh, I really wish that could have done uh, been better. Like there just could have been a better aspect to kind of each of those movies. So yeah. personally, for re- for me right now, the movie that I think was done the best was The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Like that was just hitting on all levels for like story, characters, the look of it. And it was just like a smaller movie that just for me packed a really big punch. But I don't think that's gonna end up winning just because um it got a lot of nominations, but yeah. just I just can't see that one winning. Yeah, I I kind of agree. Um I just saw the Banshees, I think like a couple days ago. I unfortunately was very underwhelmed by that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's been a bit overhyped in my mind. I found the plot plateaued at a certain point, and I was kind of, it's a little long. I was kind of hoping it would just, like, get to this point. I did think it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I did laugh out loud, and, like, Jenny the donkey got me. Yeah. Um, It's just, I, I don't know. There was something about it where, like, after I was done watching, I was kind of like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is what everyone's talking about. I just, I just don't think I understood it the way they wanted me to I still think it was really like you know really well done um of the movies for best picture I'm pretty you know happy with Top Gun Maverick and Avatar I think those were really big movies box office wise but also they were just overall good movies I'm sad Mm -hmm. to see the Women King not nominated as that was also very big that was a big box box office winner and also a very well done movie that just was completely ignored really sad about Nope yeah Mm -hmm. you're not being nominated for anything and we could talk about that more when it gets to acting and writing and things like that where i think it should have been nominated or after sun the smaller that, movie that but like say. great great movie yeah great mm-hmm. like i really, think for i would have taken out maybe elvis to put after sun in there i would have taken out i would have taken out elvis and put in um and put in um the woman king or mm-hmm. honestly like i'm it is controversial because I liked this movie, but I would have taken out the Fablemans and put in the Women King only because I personally really liked the Fablemans. But I I know from like a standpoint of like this is not his best movie, mm-hmm. and it is not necessarily the overall best movie of the year technically acting wise. It was just something that I personally enjoyed a lot that I just don't think was up to par with a lot of the other movies on this list. I'm really surprised about Triangle of Sadness. I I like Triangle of Sadness. I'm I was excited when that was announced on nomination day. Yeah. Um it just really interesting characters, but that's something just the way the storyline goes with that movie. Mm-hmm. It's not for everyone. So I think it's that's um its chances are very slim. Yeah. I, and I it's agree. funny. Got no not mm-hmm. no acting either, which I was mm-hmm. surprised about. Um yeah. considering a lot of people liked that. Oh, I was just gonna say right now. I think the top, uh, the top 
person to beat is everything, everywhere, all at once, which at this point right now may not be the best thing for it because you kind of don't want to be the front runner so early out. Mm-hmm. It kind of, uh, you might pull a La La Land where it's like, yeah. if you're trying to maintain that front runner for so long, it kind of might backfire on you, which I hope doesn't happen. But as I've mentioned before, just because of the voting style of the Oscars, I'm also a little bit wishy-washy. Yeah, I I agree. I think for me, I I actually really liked women talking. My oldest brother really did not like it. Um, I don't I don't think it's gonna win. I think it was a very well done movie. But mm-hmm. for me, I would be happy if everything ever all at once wins, it or if Top Gun Maverick wins. I just have Top Gun Maverick. Like it was not my top movie of the year, but I did think it was like a really fun time. It really was the movie that like post COVID box office. Mm-hmm. kind of like pushed this massive crowd and it did a re- it did you know an amazing job and mm-hmm. so for me like I, I I would kind of be like it makes sense wasn't necessarily the best movie of the year no but the Oscars don't necessarily reflect that as we've seen and talked about mm-hmm. um so you know I think that would be a fun choice I don't know Oscars aren't fun I'm like I think if Top the Maverick won that'd be a super fucking fun time I think it could have a really good shot at winning, but I just think it's going to be one of, even though it's definitely one of the bigger movies here, it might have a sneaky win just because probably a lot of like the very prestigious Oscar voters, they're not going to outrightly say like, oh, I'm putting Top Gun Maverick at my number one, but you could see it being people's like two, three, fourth choice on there, Mm -hmm. which can just like put it higher than everything else. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like, like Top of Maverick is not an underdog movie, but I feel like in this category, it could kind of your I agree if you like sneak up and win. Mm-hmm. If Elvis wins, I literally can't. <laughs> Sorry, I know so much time and effort was put into this movie. It was just not for me, and that's very Baz Luhrmann. He is like, I appreciate that he has a distinct style and he does not compromise that style. Um, but every time you see a Baz Luhrmann movie, you either hate it or you like it. Like it's not a or you love it. Like, it's not a... Rarely are people like Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. He's the middle. Um, I just think this is just way too much. Like, I couldn't even... I was like, well, if Austin Butler really... Like, if they showed more Austin Butler when I was watching it, I would have been... I would try to stay because I really did want to see his performance. And I might try to rewatch this before the Oscars just to, mm-hmm. like, get a better idea. But I was just like, they didn't do it. It was way too fast-paced. Like, jumping everywhere it was just not for me unfortunately but see I'm, I'm in the camp of like I love but um Baz Leatherman like Moulin Rouge if you know me you know that's one yeah. of my favorites there I liked Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. when we saw it I just find when it comes to like Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet his style really works there because mm-hmm. it's it's these really they're kind of like outlandish movies where I feel like with Elvis because I did know a little bit about Elvis going into it and like it is based in reality that like it just kind of didn't it didn't make sense I appreciate that he was like you know taking Elvis to a modern audience that Doja Cat song should have been nominated even though it technically didn't qualify it's a very good song mm-hmm. um but yeah any other best picture qualms you've seen mm-hmm. it on Fight on the Western Front what did you think about that yeah so it's definitely a well-done movie it definitely leans more on the side of showing like the violence and horror of war um, then it does uh, pay attention maybe to its characters and like their backgrounds. Um, there were a lot of great technical elements. Like I love the way this movie looked, which we'll talk about down the line. I just sort of think what I think of best picture, what are you going to think about in 20 years being able to pull like, oh, I like remember that movie from this year. And for All Quiet on the Western Front, I just personally feel like there are other very memorable war movies from about World War One, like nineteen seventeen, and there was a great documentary that came out. Um, they shall not grow old, which mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like people will be thinking about those a little bit more than this movie. Um, mm-hmm. which is not to say it's not, it's it's still worth watching. I just, it's just I'm just not feeling it honestly. Mm, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I don't agree. I haven't seen it, but I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, <laughs> so let's. We didn't, we didn't even talk about Tar. I think we've kind of done every 
kind of talk about every movie besides Avatar and Tar. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good character study. Uh, great scenes with Lydia Tar because I feel like now she's kind of gained her own persona online. Like people thinking uh, like Lydia Tar is a real person. She's a like, lesbian icon. Yeah, I think seen this movie, and I know that. Oh, right, right. Um, so and Kate Blanchett, like she's amazing, captivating. Like there's great music in this, but it's definitely a slow burn which i personally really like but just simply not for everyone but i i really like tar and i would recommend it and i want to see it Mm -hmm. tar and triangle of sadness are not on any streaming service you have to like rent it Mm -hmm. i'm waiting until they get on streaming yeah (laughs) uh, to watch it um but okay let's head to best director so best director we have martin mcdonough for the banshees of initiation daniel kwan and daniel scheinert scheinert i don't know how it's pronounced, Everything Ever All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Os- Osland for Triangles of Sadness. So, obviously, there's no women. Like, you nominate a movie as a female... The only movie that has a female director they nominated for Best Picture was Woman Talking. Mm-hmm. So it was very slim chances they were going to pick a woman anyway. I do feel for Sally Phillips, because I did really like that movie, and I think she could have been nominated i think also um oh my gosh i totally blanked on her name for the woman writer oh no no woman king um gina blythewood i think Mm. um she was like just very much snubbed and there's been a lot of um talk around it and i'm reading reading articles but it's like yeah it's just it's just unfortunate um but I'm trying to think. I also think Charlotte Wells um, is yeah. Gina Prince. Mm, I, okay. Sorry. Got that name wrong. Um, Charlotte Wells for After Sun, I think, could have honestly been in this spot as that movie is incredible. And I'm mm-hmm. very sad it's not nominated for anything else. Um, but we'll talk about Best Actor later. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's um, Here, you can start if you want to. I would say my big snub was James Cameron. I really do think James Cameron should have been on this list. And one of the ways I kind of figure out who I think should win or be nominated for Best Picture is taking their movies and kind of asking yourself, could another director do this as good or better? Which I kind of feel like no one could do what James Cameron is doing with Avatar better than he is. I mean, granted, he has a lot of resources for that. He's like putting a bunch of money into it um but I just feel like I would have liked to see him at least on the list but just out of who we have here I think the Daniels I think they're going to win um I would I honestly they're the only people I want to win mm -hmm. from this list um I personally think we could have done without Steven Spielberg and I feel so bad for saying this I think we could have taken out Steven Spielberg and um put in Gina Prince Blythewood, Bythewood, cannot pronounce her last name. Or we could have honestly taken out Susan Silverberg, put Gina in, taken out Marna, Marna McDonough, and put in Charlotte Wells. And I would have been <laughs> pretty happy with this lineup, yeah. as I have not seen Tar, Triangle of Sadness. Um, I, was, I knew Triangle of Sadness was a surprise nomination. Like, most mm-hmm. people were not expecting him. Yeah. I would definitely keep Todd Field on for Tar, just because I it's such a well-done movie. And I would honestly keep Steven Spielberg in here, too, just because... I do really appreciate how transparent he is with his childhood. And I don't think it's easy to cover his own life and like his own relationships and like just displaying them in such a complex way where it's, oh, he's a child and he's watching his parents go through a divorce and like, and kind of just portraying his mother in a way where um, kind of showing her side of the story too, even though it's from his perspective. So I, I appreciate a lot in that movie and especially some of the camera angles and just like um, there's that one great scene where Sammy is in the theater and during, no, it's his parents are watching his movie. Sorry. And yeah. um, the, the shot shows like Michelle Williams and Seth Rogen instead of the husband. Like if you know the shot, you know the shot. Oh, yeah, um, I, I don't know if I'm explaining it great, but <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would keep Steven on the list here. Yeah, I'm trying not to be anti-Steven Spielberg. I'm just saying, like, let's give other people a chance. He's been yeah. nominated before. I'm not that. Um, I like the Banshees of Inisherin. I just wasn't overtly impressed. I That, like, you know, good for Martin McDonough, but, like, mm-hmm. we could have put a bit more 
you know, better films. Yeah. <laughs> Personally speaking. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Daniels should win. Or just, I think it's just Daniels, no the um should win for everything ever all at once as that mm-hmm. was really a great movie. Um but yeah, that's that's my pick who's gonna win. I think we're the same there. Yeah. All right. Shall we move on? Mm-hmm. The next is the best lead actor. We have Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Um, I'll be honest. Okay, bunch. Um, very disappointed. Um there was no no nomination for Daniel Kalua. Yeah, Daniel Kalua. Literally so upset he was not nominated. And nope, not being nominated anything is truly blasphemy. Uh, I'm trying to think if there were any other acting nominations that I was like, oh, they should have they should have won. Do you think anyone from Glass Onion? No. No, it I don't was, think it was, so. that, that movie was not as good as the first. What about you? Do you think there's anyone that should have been nominated that's not on the list? Gosh. I mean, I, I would have to think about that one, but what I do like about the lead actors is it's going to be very hard to choose who's actually going to win in this category because right now, and this is actually last time we talked, same deal, Butler, Farrell, Frazier. Like, it's kind of a horse race right now Yeah, to figure out which who's going to win. I want to hear. Personally, I think it's going to go to Brendan Fraser, and that's my pick, honestly, to win, mm-hmm. even though I haven't seen the movie. That's just, like, from reading and reading mm-hmm. reviews about the movie. I'm mean, honest, I Colin Farrell was, was not my favorite performance in Banshees. I think there's another performance we'll talk about later that I thought was, honestly, blew him out of the water. And he's good in this movie. I also even think, um, what's his name, who's the friend, Brendan Gleeson, was also okay. It was just like, for me, I couldn't, and my, and my sister too, when we talked about it, we were like, I couldn't understand what they were fighting for with their friendship. I kind of mm-hmm. had wished they had shown their friendship previously, even though I do like how the movie starts, how it's just, like, getting in it, and it's pretty funny that way. But, it's like, I couldn't understand why he was being so stubborn about this, and I feel like, like, I understand, like, yeah, it's about his art, whatever, but I feel like it, it could have been fleshed out a bit more. I felt that it was very, like, fundamental, and because of that, and because, really, Brendan Gleeson's character really isn't fleshed out, I couldn't see so much in the performance other than, like, the one note that he's angry. Um, <laughs> that, like, the small instances where he's, like, oh, that's my friend. Um, for Colin Farrell, too, I was kind of, like, you know, it was not, I don't know, I wasn't, like, a huge fan of it. Um, if, if you know, the Oscars decide to give it to Paul Mescal, that's who I think should win um, out of these That would people. be awesome. Mm-hmm. As his performance is truly incredible. Um like really great for him for this i'm so excited to see him at the oscars i'm so proud because this is really like such a good film mm-hmm. and at least there was some nomination there but yeah he's a dark horse that i want to win i don't think he will win yeah and i haven't seen uh the movie living yet so i can't speak yeah, I to bill Nighy, N- yeah. nye's performance but I, I yeah i would say austin butler or brendan frazier right now i'm kind of leaning more towards austin butler however He's also very young. He'll have other chances down the road. And I feel like there are a lot of people who want to have Brendan Fraser win just because it has been like, this the is his story first... is better. Yeah, the story is better, which I know like we should be basing these off just like what is their performance in the movie. But like, obviously, the Oscars, the, don't do that. The Oscars aren't doing that. And we're trying to figure out like who's actually going to win here. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I feel like is working in Brendan Fraser's disadvantage is the whale wasn't nominated for best picture and that was a movie that got very mixed reviews but there has been times uh, and i I brought it up i think last time we talked about who we thought might get nominated for oscars but it's like the only example i can like think of on top of my head but uh meryl streep with iron lady that was a movie that got very mixed reviews i know a lot of people didn't necessarily like it but she won the oscar so i think it's definitely Mm -hmm. possible for Brendan Fraser, and he's been winning a lot of other awards, so mm-hmm. has Austin Butler. So it's like, I do agree. They're kind of neck and neck there. I think it would be, it would be kind of funny if Austin Butler win, I'll be honest. He spent three years. He's he's finally stopping to do the Elvis voice. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it would be, it would be fun. Um, I'm trying to think. I personally would take out Bill Nye. I'm sorry, Bill Nye. Um, I would take him out and put in Daniel Kaluuya. Um, I'm trying to think if 
surprised the kid from The Fablemans wasn't nominated. Just because yeah. The Fablemans got a lot of nominations, just mm-hmm. not. And he was pretty good, actually. I guess you really liked him. Or, a lot like, of people were thinking Paul, Paul Dano, Dano at first. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Paul Dano isn't a... F- Paul Dano's not a lead actor, and we'll get to this in Best Actress. He is mm-hmm. not the lead of that movie. The kid yeah. the lead of that movie. Um, but... Oh. Wait, I've got one. Um, okay, they might actually. This might be a supporting role, but the other person I'm thinking of is um, Nicholas Holt for the menu. I haven't seen. I want to see the menu. He was so it. funny in that movie, but he I would be supporting, so yeah. he doesn't count here. We'll talk about that with mm-hmm. supporting. Um, Move on to the next category, then. Yes, okay. talking about lead actress. Um, so we have Kate Blanchett for Tar. Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Risenborough for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Personally speaking, it should go to Michelle Yeoh. It, yeah. Well, she was amazing. Actually, I, think, I think Kate Blanchett is also in the running for it, and I'm going to say it. Don't give it to Kate Blanchett. She has two Oscars already. Yeah. That's what I don't like. It's like, I understand this need to like celebrate and things like that, but it's like, we could have taken... Like, we don't need to give it to Kate Blanchett. She's already won the award. Like, you should be giving mm-hmm. these awards personally, like, not only to the best performance, but also to the person who is, like, new. Like, this is supposed to start your career and open up more doors. And, like, I read somewhere, like, Michelle Yeoh, like, she was told to retire before she got this role. Because they're like, oh, there's not nothing for you to do. You know? Like, I think she deserves this role. I'm going to talk about it now. Michelle Williams should not be in this nomination. She should be a best supporting actress. She should be supporting. Um, mm-hmm. I would take her out. I would put Danielle Deadwater for Till, who's also hmm. um, snubbed and should have been nominated in this role. Um, I would take out Anna DeArmas. Oh, I would take her out in a heartbeat and put Viola Davis in. Yeah, Viola Davis for the one. Mm-hmm. Or even, I heard a lot of good reviews for Lashana Lynch. Um, mm-hmm. She played um, Izogi, and I don't think I pronounced that right, but... Um, a lot of people really liked her in this role. She, if you don't know her, she's from she's in the last James Bond movie, but like she could have been nominated. We could have put in. Um, I'm thinking someone from Nope, but they're technically all like. It that's like an ensemble, so it's a little. That's harder. an ensemble, so, but yeah, I'll get to that. Obviously, they need to be nominated. Um, I don't know this. This category is a little hard, just between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. Because I did like both of those performances. But, like, yeah. once you do see Tar, like, I know. Kate Blanchett, I she's Tar. such a juggernaut in it. She I really know. is. I know. It's like, I know Kate Blanchett's a good actress. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I would also put in the daughter from After Sun. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's they're, they're, do, they're both the main character in that movie, and I think they both do a really good job. And honestly, I would take out Andrea Risenberg. <laughs> My top, like, it would be Kate Blanchett for Tar. I'm, like, keeping her. I respect it. I haven't seen the movie, but I know she's good. I would put Lashana Lynch for um, Woman King. I would put Violet Davis for Woman King. And then I would put, mm, I would say either or. Actually, you know what? I'll keep Lashana. I'm going to go Frankie Kuro for um, for After Sun. And then I'm going to put Danielle Deadwater for Till and Michelle Yu for Everything All at Once. That would be, I think, mm-hmm. a deserving lineup. I'll be honest, like, the Risenborough stuff, like, I, 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 it, it, I'm very conflicted on it. I think that in some ways it's, like, it's kind of nice that, you know, campaigning for this, like, really um, independent movie is really nice, and it's, you know, it shows this kind of change with the Oscars. Um, I just, I personally don't think people would rally for this if this was, a woman of color personally mm-hmm. um like there have been so many you know movies uh independent movies where like the actress is it's great but it's like they just it just doesn't get you know it just doesn't get the theaters and everything like that so it's it's, it's kind of conflicted in addition to that it's like this movie didn't make that much money it made twenty seven thousand dollars total mm-hmm. it came out in theaters four months ago it's kind of like I don't know, it's kind of like who cares no one saw this movie, and now she's not my professor, which is good for her. I saw her in Parent and Possessor, which is more related, and she was really good mm-hmm. in it. It's just like, like she didn't need to get nominated. She only got nominated because she had famous friends that 
have influence and power mm-hmm. and that's the only reason and they bought theaters so that they people can see it and they hosted screenings and they post on social media and it's like cool you would never have done that for anyone else mm-hmm. and like I get it they're your friend like use your power I respect it but it's like let's call it the truth like just do it because she's your friend and I don't know I don't know why she wanted this I don't know what the what does she get out of this like, yeah, it is start? like, I mean, I, I would never want to, I'm sure she's very happy about it, but it's just yeah. very disheartening to see, like, Danielle Deadweiler, like, she should have been in here. Mm-hmm. She should have been here. She should have, um, and it's just like, I don't want to blame her, but like, she, she kind of instigated it, no offense, you don't ask your friends to do something if you don't think of the consequences of that. Um, It's just like, she gets more recognition. She's not winning. Like, she probably knows that. It's just, like, cool. She's this great actress who's been working for a really long time. But, like, there are so many people like that. Why is why is she the special one in this situation, you know? And I know that sounds super pessimistic and super mean, but it's just kind of, like, it's true. It was, it was very shocking on nomination day. Because it really did just come out of left field. And then got investigated and still... Oh, yeah, that investigation was, like, so below, though. Because the Oscars, like, kind of saw, like, oh, yeah, there's more backlash because, like, we can't do stuff right. Um, And then decided to just put out a statement being like, oh, we're looking into it. When, like, truly, we kind of knew from the beginning, like, nothing will happen. Yeah. Um, And just two other names I want to throw into the ring. Um, Dolly DeLeon for Triangle of Sadness. She was really good. I've Um, heard good things about her. And then Mia Goth, who, like, wouldn't have gotten nominated because the Oscars don't like horror movies, but, like, she was also very good in Pearl. Um, but, yeah, we could take out three nominees from this. <laughs> Just have fun with it. Yeah. Um, sorry to Anna's Armas, but everyone's kind of shocked you're here. Um, I, I I didn't want to... I haven't seen Blonde. I kind of don't think I'll see Blonde. I don't I don't want to um, see it. Um, but, yeah, look, look my, my take is for Michelle Yeoh. I think she's going to win. If Enchant wins, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a little sad. It's just like they just don't believe in people. I'm just gonna go with the same old, same old. Well, um, well, we'll just have to see what happens. Might be surprised on Oscar Day. We'll see. Okay, so best supporting actor, um, we have Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brian T. Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keegan for The Banshees of Inisherin, and Ki Hugh Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I actually really like this lineup. Um, Judd Hirsch, I'm a little bit surprised. He was very good in The Fablemans. It was, like, truly definition of a supporting character, which I love. I like when they, when they listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they say this is what supporting <laughs> character is. Um, I'm really happy for Brian Tree Henry. Um, I haven't seen Causeways because I do not have Apple Plus. Um, or Apple TV, I don't can even, I don't even know the, the correct name for it. Um, but I actually saw If Bill Street Can Talk last year for the first time, and he really surprised me um, just because I don't, I don't normally watch movies with him where he's a dramatic actor. And I keep forgetting, mm-hmm. I think he went to, I think he went to Yale. I could be misquoting. Ooh, I feel like I don't know. he did, or I'm literally making this up and I just like <laughs> think he went to Yale. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I'm going to say that. But he truly like was really great in that movie. And that movie is great in general and should have gotten more awards and recognition, but and I, I didn't see Causeway yet because I also don't have the Apple streaming service because I don't think really anyone does. Except for yeah. when Ted Lasso comes back on, then everyone's getting Apple TV. That's but anyway, me. Um, <laughs> um, he was also in Bullet Train and I really loved his perfor- performance in Bullet Train. I want to see Bullet Train. I heard it was just like, okay, but it looks like a fun movie. <laughs> I think someone told me there's like, it's just super predictable. It's not like anything special, but it was like fun to watch. It was, it was very fun. I would not say it's predictable. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I talked to where they were like, yeah, like I can kind of see what, what happened. I was like, eh. um, I talked a little bit about Brendan Gleeson for Banshees. So the performance I really liked was Barry Keegan. Yeah. He, there's something about his performance. And I, I hopefully you know the scene talking about where he's talking to, um, Siobhan mm-hmm. and, by the lake and he's like there's this like really great close-up of him and he's asking her like would you would you know fall in love with a guy like me and there's something about the physicality of his performance that he really like transforms into another person because if you see him in interviews 
and like all the movies where he kind of plays like a creepy weird guy like he's really mm-hmm. not like that or he doesn't even come across like sometimes you're like like i think of like um jesse eisenberg like he mm-hmm. plays a lot of awkward guys in movies and he comes across as awkward like it's you can see the stretch where with, with barry keegan it's like yeah he really like puts it all out there mm-hmm. and if this was something either that he um Hugh Kwan was nominated I would say give it to Barry Keegan but mm-hmm. because Hugh Kwan was nominated he's gonna get it because he was so good in that movie <laughs> I know and I that's what I was just gonna talk about I do feel like he has that in the bag right now it also helps better. that we were what I said he better have it in the bag oh yeah no absolutely um and like it helps that he's got the most screen time probably out of everyone um mm-hmm. And then even though it shouldn't be a precursor to winning, if people who win previous nominations um, give really good speeches, which like all of his speeches have been like, he's so grateful and happy and they're all so emotional. Like it keeps him at like top of mind for everyone yeah. too. He also, like Brendan Gleeson, has a very, not similar, but a very good story when it comes yeah. to how he got the role and what this means to him. And I've heard him, I've heard him tell it about a thousand times. And it's like, kind of sad when you like Mm -hmm. really think about the situation around it and the fact that he just has Mm -hmm. to constantly repeat himself about a thousand times yeah Um, but it is it's a really hard kind of heartwarming story in the sense that like he's really getting all this recognition now um Mm -hmm. sad when you think about like that he literally couldn't get a job after yeah (laughs) as as a young guy but um yeah I I do think um I'm gonna go two nominations I think should have been nominated I'm gonna say it I'm gonna keep saying it Steven Yeun for Nope. Yes. There is his nomination. That was truly, okay. it was so good. Um, Like, I fucking, he was so good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Just give it to him. He's so underrated because he hits it out of the park with everything he does. Mm-hmm. And then I would personally say, um, da- um I think his name's Daryl. Yeah, Daryl McCormick for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. I think he was really great in that performance and kind of like does a bit more recognition um i'm trying to think honestly i would also go to the guy who plays hangman in top gun maverick okay hangman i i forget i I think it would be nice if he was he was nominated i don't think he Hmm. would like he wouldn't win it's kind of like it does what it is but i thought that he was just really fun and he really like embraced the role in a way i don't think a lot of the other characters did Mm -hmm. and And his whole thing was that he's not a serious like he's serious but he's more laid back about it in a way that Tom Cruise is like everything serious blah 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 like he was kind of like a relief in that movie I feel yeah that's hard though because that was also like an ensemble cast so it's hard for mm-hmm. people to really stand out too much and I'm gonna throw uh Mark Ryland from Bones and All like he played a role that was like really freaky um but he just does so much kind of character work with his eyes and you could just really never tell what's going on in his head yeah. Um, so, I mean, I talk about Bones and All, like, all the time here, but watch for Mark Rylance, because he's amazing in it. Good. I also just realized, um, we didn't talk about any of the actresses from Women Talking for Best Actress. Oh my god, that's so ch- <laughs> Okay, Claire Foy was really good in Women Talking. I'd say she would be my top, Claire yeah. Foy. I think Rudy Mara was good. I think Claire, there was something about, like, Claire Foy performance mm-hmm. in that that I thought was, like, just over the top of all of them i don't know with my initial lineup before if she could fit in there but yeah. if we had a six now she would be it also like an ensemble cast so it's yeah it's a little kind of hard to, mm-hmm. to say that um any other thoughts for best supporting actor uh no i think we covered it okay cool our next category is best supporting actress we have angela bassett for black panther wakanda forever hong chow for the Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Ever All at Once, and Stephanie Sue? Sue? Not sure to pronounce her last name. Is Everything Ever All at Once. I'll be honest, I'm kind of happy for this lineup. Um, I'm really happy that Stephanie got um he got nominated for Everything Ever All at Once. I really liked her performance and she wasn't getting as much recognition as Michelle Yu or Keith. Kihu Kwan. So I'm like really happy that she got that nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, really happy for Carrie Condon. She was kind of the other, her and Barry Keegan were kind of the two really great performances of Banshees for me personally. 
Um, and really happy for Angela Bassett. Like she is that really great scene in the movie. Um, when she talks, like she's in the, you know, after the um the right beginning of the movie, she's talking like the UN or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think she does a really good job. And I'm like really happy that she's here. Um Hong Chao, I haven't seen the whale, but I loved Hong Chao in the whale. Like I don't think she's gonna win it because I literally just checked Gold Derby and she's in like last right now for predictions. But I thought she gave an incredible performance. Um, one that isn't easy because her role in it, role in the movie is she is like a friend and a nurse to Brendan Fraser's character. Um, but I, and like actually has a few other kind of main parts as well. So I think that was a really good performance and. Also someone who was in the menu, who had, like, a really stellar um, supporting role. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would love to see her win. I don't think it's going to happen. But overall, I'm pretty happy with the nominations here. Yeah, the only thing I would say is I, personally, would take out Jamie Lee Curtis. And I would put in Kiki Palmer for Nope. (laughs) As truly, I'm like, if Nope got no nominations but Kiki Palmer, Uh I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't even they couldn't even do that because she really was like so good in that movie. She's funny, but she's also really like telling and can be kind of serious and mm-hmm. obviously uses humor to like deflect from a lot of what's happening in her life. But you know, she's really like you you just focus on her in that movie, and that's like a really hard thing to do mm-hmm. um, as as an actor. So I'm like, she grabs your attention and you want it. Um, and yeah, I think she I think she should have been here personally. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to see uh Samantha Morton, who um plays one of the victims in She Said. It's a more subtle performance she gives, but it's um like very powerful. So mm-hmm. um I, I don't know. I guess I would take out maybe Jamie Lee for this one. Um I still thought like, Jamie Lee Curtis, she gave a very good performance good, yeah. too. Um, she was good, but I'm kind of like like I don't know, I'm, I'm like Stephanie already got a nomination for that movie. Like, do we need another one? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's really nice. I'm like, good, good for them, and good for that movie. But I'm also like, we could have put Kiki Palmer in here. Um, I always feel like the supporting actress category. It's really hard each year. Yeah, I was just saying, my winner for this. I honestly don't even know. I think it's either going to go to Angela Bassett or Stephanie Hugh. Um, I'd be pretty happy if either of them win. Honestly. It'd be nice if it goes to Carrie Condon. I don't think she's going to win. I don't think she's a, a front runner for this. Honestly, like, I, I really want Stephanie to win. Mm-hmm. She's who I want to win. I think Angela Bassett might actually win. And even yeah. so, I think, like, I'd be very happy with that. What about you? I still haven't seen Black Panther yet. It looks really good, but I just have this issue of, like, Disney not paying their, like, FX people. Yeah. So a- I didn't I didn't pay to see it in theaters. Um, and I don't have Disney Plus now. So I, like, before the Oscars, I'm definitely going to see that movie. Um, I just haven't yet. Okay, so next category is Best Adapted Screenplay. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, um, Glass Onion, Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Woman Talking. And to be honest, but I mean this fullheartedly, are sequels considered adapted? Yes. Not adapted. So, like, I understand, and, like, I guess you're adapting it from the initial stuff, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you were doing, like, a reboot, that would make more sense. Like, that, because it's, like, an adapted is, like, you're adapting it from previous work, where, like, for sequels, you're not adapting it from previous work, you're expanding on a previous work. Like, you're not, like, I, like in my mind, that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with Knives Out, because it really is, Yeah. like, just the one character that's, that's right you know, top the maverick i get it like you're it's it's a sequel it's adapting mm-hmm. like a lot of the same characters into that like i understand it it's just not something i quite agree with like i would mm-hmm. kind of put glass onion and even top the maverick as like an original feature um woman talking i'm really happy for sarah poli for getting that nomination for any adapted movies i saw this year that i was like oh that's cool living um I haven't seen that movie I do know it's based like living is a English British adaptation of a previous movie so okay. that one I'm like I get it they're literally adapting the screenplay um and good for Kazu Ishiguro um you know getting that nomination I'm kind of happy I don't know I haven't seen living I'm kind of like it's here I understand why it's here 
Um, I hate to say this. I actually have no idea what Living's even even about, and oh, I absolutely I should. I should. I trailer. It's like um, Bill Nye plays like this older government worker who I think has gets cancer, and then okay. he like um meets the younger like secretary, and she kind of like shows him that life is worth living. That's what okay. I think. I haven't seen the movie, so if I'm wrong, like please let me know. Okay. <laughs> I remember talking to my oldest brother. He was like, "It's very much an Oscar baby movie," and I was like from the trailer it does very much look like that um, <laughs> um but you know, i i do it, think it works yeah for this category i kind of think women talking i wouldn't say they completely have it in the bag but i think yeah. like that's a very dialogue heavy movie where the movie relies so much on being invested in like their discussions and their conversations so and they do they do a good job of it because the whole time like you are at least i was very invested in it yeah. So if I was to say now, I think they're going to win. Um, it's kind of yeah. fun to see Glass Onion here. Um, I would have liked to see the menu instead, though. And okay. I think Top Gun Maverick being here surprises me, but I think it does speak overall to how much the Academy loved Top Gun Maverick, because yeah, that's just kind of really like, went. yeah, the writing was good in it, but I personally might that's not have put it in here. The greatest thing. Um I'm honest, I would, as, like, a dark horse, I would put Fire Island in as adapted screenplay, because that's based off of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, and I thought it was mm-hmm. a really, like, it wasn't my top five of the year, but it was a really fun adaptation of that movie. Mm-hmm. Personally speaking, I kind of thought, like, that would have been really cool to see um, who I think will win. I'm going to go Women Talking. That's how I want to win. Yeah. I feel like it could go to All Quiet on the Western Front. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but I'm still, fingers crossed for women talking here, because I, I want Sarah Polly to win this. That's true, been, considering she did not get the Best Director nom. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next is, I think, personally, my more exciting category. <laughs> Sorry to have Best Adapted. Uh, so we have The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Ever All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Personally speaking, it's, it's I hope it goes to everything, um, ever all at once. I think it's just so original and it had such a really great mm-hmm. idea for telling all of these different kind of themes in a very fun and imaginative way that was still really engaging mm-hmm. and like smartly written and like you're able to follow along. So that's like my personal, I can see this going to the Fablemans or Banshees as well because um, Fablemans, just because I know Tony Kushner is like a really um prolific playwrights I'm like I can kind of see them wanting to go that route and it was I think adapting it from someone's life and kind of it being there is good and I did like the writing of that movie um and Banshee's also because Martin McDonough's a playwright so I can see them going that route what about you overall really strong category I think it'd be so cool to see um Todd Field win for Tor mm-hmm. um but I could see Banshee's winning like there's a scenario where I could really see anyone yeah. winning here, which is, it's fun. Um, I think, think ultimately, is- like, if I had to bet, I think I'd also go everything, everywhere, all at once, though. Mm-hmm. Who do you think should have been here? Or if you wanted to be there? Um, hmm. I don't know. I Bones and all of that. Oh, no, they, they were from a book. They were from a book. Okay. Um, um, I would put um good luck to you leo grand personally and nope oh yeah nope. every other category it's going to be why was it nominated jordan peele this movie was so good mm-hmm. so imaginative i don't know i always think of best original screenplay as like what is the most the best movie that is also the most like imaginative and like well written mm-hmm. um and i tend to go for more movies that are imaginative versus like an everyday slice of life movie personally mm-hmm. just from like my own my own like personal opinion of my mm-hmm. original means um, yeah I also it would have been nice to see after sun Charlotte Wells getting um mm-hmm. nominated as well the only other original movie I could just even think of right now is Babylon but I don't know if I would nominate that for writing there's like other places I would definitely nominate that but I don't think for screenplay it does have a nomination yeah it does have a few nominations which I'm I'm happy about because obviously we were talking before and we were like very wishy-washy on that movie. And I do think it's mixed, but I enjoyed that movie more than I disliked it. Got it. 
Um, okay, next is best cinematography. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicles of A Handful of Truths, um, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Um, I'm be honest, and this is me because I'm a woman. I kind of wanted to go to Elvis. I think she's the like only third or like she's mm-hmm. not been many women nominated for best cinematography. I'm like, if we're gonna do this, like if we're going for diversity here, Oscars, which you're very bad at, like just do it. It was like I'm gonna say Elvis, even though I didn't particularly like the editing, looked very good. Mm-hmm. So I, will, I will give it that. I've not seen the whole movie. I want I will try to sit down and see the whole movie. Um, but my personal opinion. I mean, honest, I would I would also kind of want the Batman in here. Yeah, no, the Batman. <laughs> I, I would have put the Batman in here, I think. There's like, yeah. this category doesn't really thrill me that much. Uh, I mean, I, I like, I mean, I personally, I didn't see Bardo. I didn't see Empire yeah, of Light, even though like Roger Deakins, I can see why they nominated him. He's nominated but, every time he does a movie, basically. Yeah, I'm glad Tar's here. I think All Quiet on the Western Front, I think they might win in this category. Yeah. Um, I would have put like Nope, After Sun, Babylon, yeah. even. I, I would put, put, put Banshees in here. Because mm-hmm. I think there's something about that movie where when you first see it, it's very saturated, like the greens of the grass and the blues of the sky, and it gets less and less so mm-hmm. by the end of the movie. So I thought that was a really smart choice. So, like, not my favorite movie of all time. I thought that was really well done, technically. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, Poor Decision to Leave. That was a yeah. great movie, and that's not in here. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Very Top cool. Gun. Top Gun, I think, should have been in here, honestly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Or I, the I Northman. I would put the that's, Northman in here. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, the Northman really got nothing. And I kind of thought it was going to get production design because it was very mm-hmm. well done. Yeah. Even though I didn't particularly like that movie. Um, and even, like, I'm be honest, I would kind of even put directing for the Northman. I think technically that was a really well done film. Mm-hmm. It, the, I just particularly didn't care for the story. Um, yeah, I just think the tragedy in that is like, it's an earlier, it was in the earlier part of the year and the Oscars don't nominate in the earlier part of the year, which like sucks and they I shouldn't do that. It, but... it didn't do as well in the box office because like mm-hmm. everything ever all at once was like, I think it came out in February, which is very rare that like a movie that comes out because February, January and February are like the months of the year where like they just kind of put out movies. I don't really care um, because they're like, they're the least box office successful like they don't make as much money in those months um but that movie did really well and they continue to do well mm-hmm. and then i think has kept up that momentum um yeah. i'm gonna be honest i have not seen best documentary feature film i have not seen any of these i saw fire of love and that's it should we just skip to a category that we know we're gonna skip um <laughs> Best documentary feature film, best documentary short film. We're going to go to film editing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Ever All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. This is a very hard category because I could see it going a few different ways for a few different reasons. Because on one hand, you have Elvis, which is the most flashy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, because I feel like with the best editing, people are just like, oh, like I see something move from like one thing to the other, and that's editing, which, like, I don't know. I mean, people honest, don't take like the subtleties into yeah. consideration for I it. I do not like half the reason I didn't like Elvis because it was too fastly paced. So the editing was not my personal. When I think of that movie, that it's not something I would personally nominated mm-hmm. for. Um, I'm trying to think of like what other movies where I'm like, oh, I noticed like, I must. I'm gonna be honest. Editing is not something I notice unless it's flashy, and mm-hmm. that could be a good or a bad thing. So it's not something I'm like particularly looking for. Um, I would do After Sun in this category as well, just because I think that movie is really artfully edited. Like that scene where they're sticking to him, oh, oh he's got Jolly Good Fellow, and then it mm-hmm. fades into him on the bed crying, or when they'll the cuts in between when the rave scenes. I think that was really artfully done. Um, and that they could have could have you know been nominated. I'm just gonna put no here because. It was good and it should have been nominated. Um, There's a lot of places where, like, nope, would just, it, it fits it in. Just fit, it just it fits. Um, who I think will win. Um, I don't know. This is kind of a a category for me. I'm not really sure. I'll be honest. I'm just going to go with the Banshees. I thought that was that was well edited. Um, maybe Elvis, maybe Elvis will win. Maybe I want Banshees to win. 
I'm even thinking like maybe Top Gun because in the past like action war movies things that are flashy like it's kind of they might go for any of them and we've got basically all of those here because like Elvis flashy everything everywhere just had like a lot of different editing yeah um well actually I'm going back I think it should be everything everywhere mm -hmm. because they edit differently depending on what universe they're in Mm -hmm. so I I lie I'm going back I'm not just gonna like lazily pick banshees. I'm it's gonna be everything all at once. Yeah, I think I think here I'd also go with everything everywhere all at once. But like tar, I could see that as well. I just I really don't know. I really don't know for this one. Because I think also everything all at once should be nominated for best cinematography. Because then I think about it, both the editing and the like, the lenses and how they shot the, the the film and the lighting all changes depending on what universe they're in and how like wide the screen is so i take that back they should have been there um and i hope they win best film editing or top Gun maverick mm-hmm. that'd be kind of fun um okay let's go to best international film i'll be honest i haven't seen any of these but it's all fine the rest in front argentina 1985 close eo and the quiet girl um i want to see close i heard that was a really good movie I, I want to see I, Argentina, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, that's on Amazon. Um, I'll you saw I'll find the Western Front. Do you think that's gonna win Best International? I think, yeah, I think it will. However, sometimes it's tricky in this category. Like I've also heard really good things about Argentina, nineteen eighty-five. Um, decision to leave not being on here. I was shocked by really? that. Um. But all these movies this year sound sound really good. Like, I'm interested in seeing all of these. Yeah, I know The Quiet Girl is the first, I like Irish film to be mm. um, nominated, and then it's also I think completely in Gaelic. Okay, which is also the first of its kind at the um, Oscars. Um, so next we're gonna go Best Original Song. So we have Applause. Oh wait. RR was nominated for Best International Feature. Oh my god, how did we miss that? I good I good, good poll. RRR. Like, yeah, that's that's very surprising. Yeah, considering they got Best they got best Original Song, but they didn't mm-hmm. get... Mm, it's a little... It's a snub. It seems very pointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a snub. Also, I'm going to shout it out just because it's here, 20th Century Girl, a Netflix Korean movie. Just because <laughs> I want it. It was mm-hmm. good. It was very cute. Um, and then, yeah, so honestly, I'm, I'm just going to go with my gut and my gut is telling me Argentina 1985. I think my sister's friend saw that movie. She really liked it. Um, I definitely plan on seeing it. I have a lot of movies to watch before the Oscars to make my like yeah. official ballot, which you'll see on our Instagram. Um, but okay. So next is the best original songs. So we have a pro applause from tell it like a woman, which I have not seen that movie. Um, we have hold my hand from Top Gun Maverick. Lady Gaga, Lyrics and Music by her and Blood Pop. Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda, which is sung by Rihanna. Very exciting. Um, Nachi Nachi, which is from RRR. And This Is a Life from Everything and All at Once, which um, is sung by, um, and music also by Mitski along with David Brian and Brian Lott. I mentioned this because I fucking love Mitski as an artist mm-hmm. and it makes me very happy that she was nominated here. Um, I'll be honest, it should go to Not To Not To. I think, like, if yeah. If you're not going to nominate them for best um, international feature, like, give them the best song because it works. And, like, we mentioned this when we talked about our best con artist movie, where, like, they, like, there's something about Bollywood films that they know how to do excessive in the right way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something where, like, I feel like Elvis could have really learned from them personally in a way of, like, he has his very own way of doing excessive, but we're like, like when we talked about like RR, like that's a musical, but there's also this <laughs> happening. And I, I hear they like fought a tiger at some point. Like, there's a lot happening in that movie, but it's overall enjoyable. Where like in Elvis, there was something that bought to death. That was, I was kind of like, and by what bought down, it was Tom Hanks. Um, his character bogged it down. Absolutely, yeah. It's a terrible accent that I literally cannot listen to. Um, it's very unfortunate. But, yeah, it's just something where I'm like, you know, R did really well in the box office, which was a surprise to a lot of people. So I'm like, you know, I gotta go up. I do think Carolina by Taylor Swift 
um should have been nominated it's never, I, I listen to that song like normally um yeah it's not too not to and i'll be honest if it doesn't go to not to not to like maybe it'll go to lift me up from black panther wakanda forever just because it kind of would be nice knowing brianna won an oscar that's just my choice lady gaga already won an oscar mm-hmm. for shallow so I'm brianna like, having quite a year though like i know uh, the day we're filming this, the Super Bowl's tomorrow, which she's doing a halftime show for. Um, mm-hmm. The Oscars would really be missing out, though, if they didn't do Not To Not To, like, live live at the Oscars. They usually do the songs. I think last year they didn't do all of them. It was, like, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next is Best Production Design. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, Ray of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and the Fablements. Um... I'll be honest, I and this is maybe just because I truly don't understand. How is Avatar: Way of Water nominated for that? <laughs> I was going to ask you the same thing, just because I couldn't figure it out. And I have seen photos of like them on like the water sets and everything, but I'm kind of just imagining like a lot of kind of nothing everywhere. So yeah. that's also one where I maybe I'll just have to do more research into it. But I I was surprised by that. Like, I would actually put The Northman in production design. Like, didn't particularly like that movie. And if it had to be nominated for anything, I would do production design. Because it's very, like, they're very intense about Robert, Robert Eggers, I think, this director. He's, like, very intense about, like, it being historically accurate. And, like, I read a lot about, like, the lava in that movie and what they decided to do to make it seem more realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, like, they built all those houses. I was kind of like, they put so much effort I would also say, uh, let's put Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio in here. That's yeah, production design. I, that's what I was going to say. I literally, mm-hmm. so they have an exhibit of it, of what they did in the MoMA. And I went and I saw it and I was like, this is production design. It's insane what they put into that mm-hmm. movie. And like how much work. The so entire, many like, details. But, yeah. Like what? T- definitely like at least a hundred, if not more people. They have all their pictures at the end of the entire like crew that worked on this mm-hmm. and I was like it's insane they deserve to be like recognized because they're working insane hours mm-hmm. and yeah I do agree I think that's my other who I think will win I don't know I don't I feel like I'm not I'm not I'm not able to like judge production design because I truly don't know I... um for fun I'm gonna go Fableman's I think they really paid attention to like the different time periods that he's in mm-hmm. um also yeah, I'm going to go with that. That's my pick. And also with the Fablemans, they, like, essentially replicated his childhood home. Exactly. So, yeah. like, a lot of small details going into that as well. I would say for this, like, the Fablemans definitely there. Or, like, All Quiet and Babylon are kind of my top two at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, And pretty different because, like, All Quiet, like, the scale of that is just so big. Um, But also, like, War Movie, like, we've seen very similar production designs before. Yeah. So, like, for this, personally, I kind of, I want to go with Babylon. Like, it was just all very lavish, so much going on, but it just, it just feels right to me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Next category is Best Visual Effects. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar the Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Top Gun Maverick. This is Avatar's to lose. Um, They literally, like, created a new way of doing underwater sequences for this um they they deserve it personally um also very happy the batman got an um mm-hmm. let's go um yeah i'm pretty happy with this lineup personally um i also would like to see nope nominated the um alien in that movie very well done yeah special effects very good in that movie um i don't really know who i would take out i'll be honest and i, I don't mean to, to harm on Marvel, but because I generally do, and I did, I I liked Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I liked the first half more than I liked the second half, but I find a lot of what they do when it comes to specifically VFX, like I think they just rush their artists too much, and it's looking all very similar. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I keep comparing this to Dune because I watched a whole video um on Thomas Light's YouTube video, YouTube channel where he talks about the special effects in Dune and how they did it 
differently and like he talks about Marvel movies in particular where like it's not always like this but there's something about the lighting sometimes when they're doing like a green screen mm-hmm. or they're putting something in where like they just don't match up so it looks like it's out of place and I feel like obviously because of what's happening with the VFX artist in Marvel and who they hire and what they're expecting from them it just becomes rushed work for those type of details mm-hmm. are kind of missed and definitely the end sequence of Black Panther Wakanda forever does suffer from that personally. And I would switch that with no is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I I definitely see where you're coming from because I feel like with this category, I mean, aside from Avatar, um, just because you're using so much CGI doesn't mean it's better, which of course okay. doesn't apply to Avatar here because that's what they're known for. Like, just... The whole movie is... Yeah. Effects. But I just feel like I would like more of the Marvel movies specifically, like if you have the resources, like try to put your actors and actresses like in location where like they can feel like everything and just like see, like even their costumes, like so much of that is just like Mm CGI would on afterwards. So I don't know. I, I I would just like to see, like you're saying more variation with it. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So I think we're both for Avatar on this one. Next mm-hmm. one is Best Animated Feature. We have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, um, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. The only one I've seen is Turning Red, and yeah, they should win. That was a really good movie. They were, it was super cute. Um, it was a good story. If I'd say the other one to win would be probably Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, or just Marcel the shell with shoes on just because even though i haven't seen either of those movies i think it would just be cool mm-hmm. um, at least i know the work going into guillermo del toro's pinocchio um and marcel the shell with shoes on would just be like a, a fun win in my opinion and because it's not it's i think one one of the first movies of its kind where it's like still it's a movie that takes place in non-animated reality i don't know why i said it like that um, but has animated aspects to it and is mm-hmm. considered an animated feature film and not just a best picture. Actually, you know, just specifically considered an animated feature. Um, so yeah, I think that would be fun. Out of these, I've seen um, Pinocchio, Puss in Boots, and Turning Red, and mm-hmm. I wish in um, they could just all have been in separate years because I kind of want them all to win. Um, and I feel like in any other year, if they weren't in the same category, like they yeah. each have their own like just complete lock. I'm giving it to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, but I would love to see Puss in Boots win in this category because I just think that movie was so well done. Um, And even thinking, like, the editing in that movie was really good. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, animated movies, they can have cinematography too. And I think, like, like, Puss in Boots... Like, some of the transitions they do and, like, the overlays, I really enjoyed. Um, so I would be happy with, honestly, any of those three. Because at, at the end of Turning Red, too, like, I was crying my eyes out. I so really was. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're going to skip Best Animated Short and go to Best mm-hmm. Costume Design. Um, because we have about eight minutes left of this Zoom call, if you want to do a speed round for the last couple. Oh, yeah, um... I would say for best costume design, I'm choosing Elvis because Catherine Martin has also won for Moulin Rouge and um, Great Gatsby. Nice. I would personally choose everything ever all at once. I think specifically Stephanie Hughes' character, just like really glad they got the recognition because it's just so, all the costumes she does are really cool um, and really different. And I, I really like that. Um yeah, it would be cool, I think, if um, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Reef Carter, I believe she won before for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know I say if you have an Oscar, you shouldn't win. But sometimes, like, I don't know, I didn't see the other movies, so sometimes I'm just going to go with the movie I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're going to skip Best Live Action Short and go to Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Um, I'm, I think it's for The Whale. Yeah, I think this is going, oh, God, but the Maybe Elvis, Elvis? too. Maybe Elvis. And even the Batman. Like Colin Farrell as the penguin. Oh, I forget. I don't think that Batman's gonna win. But I I um, think it's going to the whale whale. for that one. Yeah. Um, best original score. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, 
everything ever all at once and the Fablemans. I'm going to be honest, and I hate saying this, I rarely notice score. Oh my gosh. It's, just, it's, just, it's not something I register when I'm watching a movie unless it's really loud or like really pointed. Like I think of women talking mm-hmm. as a movie where you definitely notice the score because it's used at very specific moments in that film. So like that's something where I would put for them to be nominated. Um, but I'm like thinking like I just saw The Banshee's Vanisher and I was like, do I remember the score? Like I've seen The Fablemans. I've seen um, everything around once. I was like, did I notice the score? And I literally can't remember what it sounds like. I really like the Fableman score. Um, I've been listening to that one a lot. However, it's only like out of their, um, the actual music, it's only about a half hour long. The Hill I Will Die On This Year, where they need to win, is Babylon. That score is just completely I, electric. That's the one thing where like, I, I read like, I read, like a newsletter and mm-hmm. she talks about how she saw Babylon. She goes, that score. She, does, she did a little link to people dancing. She goes, me, that's me right now. That's uh, one I've been really listening to nonstop. Listen and, to it. and I feel like this category is difficult because I listen to them like in the movies and then like once all the soundtracks are on YouTube as well. And I kind of compare like, oh, I like this one on its own, but like how well does it like bring up this movie? And I kind of feel like in this situation, like Babylon's done both. Go Justin Horowitz. Love yeah. him. Okay. Our last category is best sound. We have All Quiet in the Western Front, Avatar Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, Top Gun Maverick. I'll be honest, I think it should go to The Batman. Shout out again to Thomas Blake. He did a really good video mm-hmm. um, about kind of explaining what they did. I'm going to say it again. Like I said, for almost every category, Nope should have been nominated here. I think the sound of Nope is really interesting and mm-hmm. in what they decided to do for the alien and how they decided to, in- to interpret that and create the sound for what it what it sounds like when it's in the air and when it's attacking you um and like I, I think about the sound of the people being you know going into the alien when they're mm-hmm. all being up I think of that like I'm like thinking of that I'm like that should have been they did a really good job with the thing um I'm trying to think if not Batman I don't know Batman's kind of my thing I feel like I could go to Elvis yeah, I, I can really, I don't know, this is a, seems like a very hard category. I think it's going to go to Top Gun Maverick, but I would love to see the Batman get one. So, you know, just for kicks, I'm going to say Batman. Just speaking it into existence today. Yeah, let's, let's you know, manifest it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so these are um, our Oscar 2023 um, predictions and kind of our thoughts. Obviously, we say this every year, the Oscars is not a reflection of with the actual movies it just represents kind of like people in high places awarding themselves um and it's you know it it sucks they you know snubbed a lot of people and didn't recognize a lot of movies and oscars this year are on march 12th so stay tuned like elena was saying earlier we'll be posting our final predictions on all of our social media so you can like us follow us we're on twitter instagram of course listen to us on soundcloud um Spotify mm-hmm. yeah Apple, oh and our letterbox account we have a letterbox account yes if you want to see other movies we watched um our ratings for some we'll do the best picture nominations that we've all seen and we'll put our ratings um on there and yeah so we will catch you next time bye bye